0: Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Ball and
1: Patrick Terry. We are two dads with a love for movies.
0: Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids,
1: as well as movies we have seen without them. Good morning, Patrick. How are you? Good, Jeff. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing well. I'm, uh... (laughs) I'm doing good. I'm that's the best way i'm trying to uh i have finally gotten around to watching star wars the clone wars the animated show
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the animation is so like cringy it's just because i don't for, at least for me because the uh the it's that weird kind of blocky communi- computer animation mm-hmm. I'm not, and i'm not talking to like yeah, dire Straits, money for nothing, kind of block animation, which that speaks to like a very specific audience that knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> but Better Minecraft graphics. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's just so yeah. It's I don't like it. It's never been like that period of animation, computer animation, was mm-hmm. never my thing. I didn't like it. There was some shows York, I think one or two shows York would try to watch that. Had that stuff, I'm like, yeah, we need to watch something else, dude. Because I don't think I could be watching this with you. But thankfully, that's been a long time ago. So I'm not too, you know, don't expose myself too much to that stuff anymore. However, I'm trying to watch it because, as we both know, tomorrow night at 7 p.m., Ahsoka premieres. And Disney Plus is doing something new where instead of releasing new episodes in the dead of the night... For most, they're going to release it at 7 p.m. Central Time, so like 9 p.m. West and sorry, 9 p.m. East. I guess that I got to do more math. Hold on, so 5 p.m. Pacific. Okay. Yeah. So they're trying that, and they're gonna. It's gonna be released every Tuesday at the same time. Cool. So people can watch it, I guess, before going to bed or whatever. Yeah instead of having to watch it in the morning (laughs) or whatever. I don't know. So uh, whatever it's streaming. So I guess it doesn't matter. Anyways, I'm trying to get more familiar with the characters that are going to be in it because the majority of them, I think are from the show from what I understand. So I'm trying to have at least a little bit of understanding as to who these characters are. So um, I guess you could call it research to try and get, the show watched
1: just to have some sort of foundation. So you're not going in completely blind.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Cause it's like, I, because you know what this last season of the Mandorian, they had a bunch of characters in there and I'm like, yeah, I feel like I should know who these characters are. And I have no idea who they are. Well, yeah. it's from Clone Wars or rebels or something like that. And I'm, I don't know who these people are. So,
1: you know, I'm going to try and do a little bit better this time around so yeah i didn't even finish the last season of mandalorian which shame on me but (laughs) i don't know i just i watched the first episode and i just didn't go back to it because i was watching other things so
0: well it's really weird because the last season of mandalorian oddly uh oddly enough transitions really well to the first season of the last of us it's just it's really weird i don't know how they did it
1: (laughs) dang uh, <laughs> but that that doesn't yeah. sound promising
0: or I mean it's just you know it's just it's Pedro pascal with a little with the child and then yeah. it just goes
1: from there yep it's his, his future great 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 grandson Yeah, like repeating that.
0: oh my god no it's a clone because you know Clone Wars <laughs> that part yep. I can't
1: say variant because it's not a Marvel, even if they yeah. are. By the same, but yeah, yeah, how far off? Yeah, I've watched about two seasons of Clone Wars, and it's it's quite a few seasons of that.
0: Yeah, I'm that not going to end up watching all of it.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's like seven seasons. But what helps it is that they're only like twenty minutes, thirty minutes long, so they're not long. Right.
0: No, no I mean, I'm weeks. on. Yeah, I started. I think the other night, I'm on episode five or six. Okay, yeah, yeah. of oh, the first, but yeah. You know, I'm trying. Anyways, how are you? How? What's new? What's going on?
1: I'm doing pretty good. Um, Kyle ended up going to a family reunion for her mom. So, again, wasn't here this weekend. But uh, I told her when she does come back, because she's been wanting me to cook steaks again. So when mm-hmm. she does come back, you know, we'll do that. I'll do that. But I'm going to wait till I know for sure. Because the last time I went ahead and bought steaks, and it's been a month since, you know, right. I did that. So, yeah. luckily, I had frozen them. When i when she first told me that she wasn't mm-hmm. so they've, they've been frozen since then but I still might buy, buy some more just in case and um yeah but then yesterday me and my mom worked together as far as cooking our lunch and dinner for yesterday some chicken wings mashed potatoes okay. and
0: peas and ba pull
1: <laughs> pull, pulled out the air fryer and mm-hmm. oh went to town huh yeah they turned out pretty well pretty good I've always worried about you know, even with, even though it's air fryer, you can still burn food or, you know, get yeah. it too crispy. Oh, yeah. So I was, but they turned out perfect. Cool, man. Yeah. And, um. yeah, that's about it. Been a pretty cool week. It's going to be hot this week. Yes. So I'm not sure how my walking is going to go this week. <laughs> I mean, I that think it'll
0: still- be okay. You'll definitely, you'll definitely sweat off some pounds if you do. Yeah. Yeah. I still may do it, but. Yeah, the motivation just, will be a little bit stronger or a little
1: bit harder. Yeah, because I saw it's 98, 99, and 102 by the end of the week. I'm like, man. man. I guess it depends on when that peak hits. Maybe yeah. maybe the peak tempo hit in the afternoon. You know, now. Well, usually does. Yeah.
0: Like four but, or five. Yeah, or, we'll see. Yeah, between three and four, usually. But sure. I'm ready for fall. <laughs> yeah. I, I miss my hoodies. Yes. That's for sure. And not in the like middle school where I'm gonna wear a hoodie and shorts kind of way,
1: but I'm talking to you, York. The winter the winter summer outfit. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Speaking of York, kids had a very productive he had a productive day yesterday. He uh he started off I supervised as he made his own eggs and everything. He made an omelet and put every like uh, the everything bagel seasoning on top of it. It looked beautiful. I mean, I don't I wonder He it made one, but it looked, I mean, it looked great. I'm like, when have you been, how long have you been doing this? Oh, yeah. You know, been using the stove apparently when he's at the house and thankfully his mom's, cause it's electric cars, is gas. I'm a little more worried there, but yeah. Um, then he made a couple of scrambled eggs to go with his omelet and
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay.
0: All right. It's, he's all about the morning protein. Yeah. And then, <laughs> uh,
1: just imagine the plate with the omelet and then some scrambled <clears throat> eggs.
0: Yeah. And Then he wanted to uh, he wanted to learn how to use our new Keurig. Mm-hmm. And so I showed him how to use it and how to use the frother, and then I showed him how to. So we basically made roots coffee for. Her. And then I showed him you know once you get the once the you can get the uh, the creamer and the foam on there. Boom. And then if you want you can add some like chocolate syrup and then mm-hmm. we have sprinkles. Dabble some sprinkles on it. Boom. Bougie coffee. Yeah, and so he thought that was awesome. So he had good time doing that. So he took took that up for her, and everything was really nice. And then I took up her uh, her breakfast. And then a uh, little bit later, we had we finally are getting our TV replaced, mm-hmm. which we've only had this one. I think three. This one we were replacing. We've only had it, I think, three years, but it's been. It wasn't. We picked the wrong TV when we got this one in the first place. Okay. And like when you try to use the apps on that, it's a high, high-ins, 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 Hi, uh, oh, high
1: ends, high oh high sense.
0: Yeah. That one,
1: whatever. I've had it's, one. Of, I've, yeah. Yeah. A <clears throat> friend gave me a, his old TV and that was that. And then it started doing a flickering. I mentioned that a while yeah. back, started flickering. Mm-hmm. And so I just eventually got one, <laughs> but yeah. So
0: yeah. And this one, you couldn't use the apps. Mm hmm. So if you tried to use like the Netflix, Hulu, whatever apps on it, instead of using, say, like your Roku plugged into it, it would legit freeze while you're watching Hulu. It would just freeze for no reason or wouldn't load up. Wow. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe just need some more memory. I don't know because I don't know how smart TVs work because it was I guess that was our actual first smart TV. Okay. And yeah, it it didn't impress us, and so then we went back putting the Roku back in, and it worked just fine after that. Just quit using the apps; just use the Roku. Yeah. Except for then, it start it would then if you let's see if you turned it off, you know the red light would be on to let you know, hey, the TV's turned off. So, when you try and press it to turn it back on, the red light would just stay on, and your TV would not turn on. Yeah. And this didn't... Yeah, it's very weird. So, you'd have to go back over there to the power strip, unplug it, plug it back in, and then have it completely (laughs) reboot, I guess.
1: Yeah. But but it would happen again, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah. And we just got... uh, Over the course of a couple of years, we just got... And it wasn't like it was all the time but it was yeah. frequent enough it was an annoyance and yeah. it's something we shouldn't have to do with the tvs go over yeah. there and have to go unplug it and plug it back in <laughs> i don't my first computer was a uh was a mac and uh it was a used one my stepmom uh, her office was getting new computers so they were just gonna set you know wipe the hard drives and then sell you know if, they, if anybody wanted to buy them for personal use. You know. so yeah. she did that and gave it and gave it to me, which is great. Except for then, every now and then, it wouldn't, you'd hit that button on the, uh, on the keyboard to turn it on and it wouldn't turn on. So I'd have to mm-hmm. unplug it, plug it in a different outlet and then it would work. I have no idea. I've never to this day been able to figure out why that was. I yeah. legit ended up having to, at some point, buy a power strip just so I would have different outlets I could put it, you know, plug it in for it to work. Wow.
1: that, that That's odd.
0: <laughs> yes. So flashbacks to that with this tv and so we it then like it would or it would turn on but it would just be on the main hisense screen and not the roku screen
1: mm-hmm.
0: so and then you know trying to reboot the roku but that's not and then yeah it still didn't work so then i would just restart the tv and then once you restart the tv oh it pops back up so that's i don't lot,
1: know that's a lot to it, deal with
0: and, off, and Ruth and I have often on looked at TVs. And then, like, last weekend we went to – when we were at Costco, we were looking at TVs again, and then we were going to kind of shop around. And so we kept looking, and so we finally decided on one Saturday evening because Grayson was at a parents' night out. York was at a soccer game, at mm-hmm. the Nashville soccer game, versus Miami with uh, Messi in town. And I'll wow. get to that after finish this. And so we – Finally well, we decided on a TV. Well, we decided between I think three different TVs. Um, we went with LG, and we, uh, of course, the ones we wanted they didn't they were out of. Because okay. that makes sense. We went to Best Buy, and they are they were out of. And I'm like, all right, well, what about this one? And then, and we almost went with Samsung because apparently, with, what I found out is that with a Samsung TV. Um, if you have an Xbox Live, you could play certain Xbox Live games through your TV. All you need is a controller. Oh, that's cool. So I was like, oh, cool. York and I could actually play excuse me, some Xbox Live games downstairs.
1: You won't this, even need the console.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that'd be cool. But Ruth liked the picture on the LGs a lot better than the Samsung. And I and I was kind of weighing back and forth well. I don't think as much as it would be cool, it's not that should, you know, I don't, want, I didn't want to use that as the deciding factor. Cause that's not right. why we're getting it, you know? So, uh, finally, uh, it was finally one of those. It was just left up to me. Just, it was, yeah, not this one, but I don't care. Just make it just, you know, basically you, <laughs> I don't care. You pick. I'm like, Dang. I don't think that's how that's going to go.
1: <laughs>
0: so I picked, and then she was like, are you sure? I'm like, and then I kind of just stood there in silence and said, you know what? What the hell? And <laughs> we got one that we weren't looking at that was, well, it was a lot more expensive, a lot more expensive
1: yeah.
0: than what we were looking at. But this, scre- this picture was ridiculous, ridiculous. So, and we got in the TV we got is a LG OLED something, uh, 65 inch, which.
1: OLED. OLED's a good screen.
0: Yes, it is. Yes, I know. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And so, of course, they didn't have it at (laughs) that Best Buy. And mind you, the store's closing. So uh, we paid for it, and I drove out to Rivergate first thing uh, yesterday and picked it up, took Roost because trunk space, and had to put all the seats down and scoot. The front passenger seat up. I had to scoop my seat up. I was a little bit cramped driving back. Yeah. But the damn thing fit. <laughs> and I got the, and with the hatch closed and everything. Cool. So and I even brought my tie downs just in case. Um, but yeah, no. It, so Yorick helped me to get back to. Uh, the, York helped me uh, take the other one down. I let him <laughs> use the drill. Learn how to use the drill. It's like, I think I've used it before. Not here. I don't think you have, but. Right. If you have, we're gonna have a refresher then. And uh, so he uh, so he helped take the brackets off the old TV, take the TV down off the stand because mm-hmm. it's not mounted to the wall, but it's mounted to a stand, so it kind of like a T shape. If you think about it, it's got it's a TV stand, but it's got like a T shape, so you can still mount it. Yeah. Uh, okay. And you don't have to use the stand that sits underneath the TV that comes with it. So. um okay. So yeah. And I know our stand holds up to I believe 65 inch TV. I don't think you can go any bigger than that. Um, but uh, he helped me take the other one off and helped me unbox the new one and uh, get it laid down. Put the bracket, you know, mount the brackets on the new one and then hang the new one up. So he uh, had a lot. Of, he he did great helping Grayson and he helped clean. Him and Grayson both helped move the TV stand out and cleaned out back behind it sweep and mop it and all that because yeah hardwood floors um but yeah they did it they both did an excellent job and then it was all about then i had to set up the tv download an app all that fun stuff now and uh then get logged into and then get all the you know our subscription yeah things set up and logged in and whatnot so when i finally got done doing all that i'm like okay i gotta test this thing out what's the first thing I'm going to put on to, you know, for me to look or for me to really just kind of get an idea of what this looks like or what this
1: can look as like as, the, as far as the screen and all that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I was on Paramount plus already. Cause that's mm-hmm. when I logged in. I said, sc- I went to movies, scrolled down and went, boom, perfect. I put Top Gun Maverick on.
1: Okay.
0: You <laughs> cannot go wrong with that. Right. <laughs> I was like, it's like two things I know the best, the best ways for that I've actually used to see how amazing the picture can look mm-hmm. is either put like Top Gun on, or I'll put uh, Independence Day. Independence Day is another good up. one, yeah. Especially when you know with the explosion, see how you literally could probably see everything. Yeah, uh, whenever like their little model White House explodes. <clears throat> but yeah, I put Top Gun Maverick on. I put the sound bar up. Yeah. I was like, "Good night." You could count all of his widow,
1: you know, widows feet. So you can see the pores in his skin, basically.
0: Damn near, yeah. Especially like the my favorite parts. I took a picture to send to her because she'd already gone out to go uh, run a couple errands, and I said, "This is," I said, "I said everything's set up. It looks phenomenal." And I sent her the picture of Tom Cruise after he had uh, crashed the uh, the super jet thing. And he went into that diner mm-hmm. and you know, it's all crazy. Yeah, drinking some water. It's like, Where am I? Earth.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I sent a picture of that. I go and there's a glare as a i I said the glare doesn't do it justice, but it looks phenomenal. So, hey, yeah, we are very pleased with it. And so now I gotta f- try and get rid of <laughs> the old one, but yeah all, and we're down to just and we're back to just one remote again, so that's also nice. So That's a plus. Yep. And then, okay, so um, York went to the Nashville Soccer Club versus Miami. Uh, a friend of best got tickets, or had tickets They were you know, extra tickets, so gave it to, there was a, some sort of mix-up, but it wound up, I was going to go with York, and then it turned out York ended up going with one of York and best friends from the roadies the soccer thing they were part of so which was fine and then i just picked him up after the game yeah that worked out and i don't know if you even know anything about this game that happened saturday night but so they are playing for like a for like a turn it was, it was a tournament but it's not like playing for the super bowl kind of thing where it's like playoffs and then super bowl and then the season's over this is Something just like different. a it's like when Kids play soccer and they play a soccer tournament, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's not like the end of the season. It's just a separate tournament and then, you know, winner
1: wins it like Almost like scrimmage games and whatnot. Or no, or they, they count. They actually matter. They still
0: count, but it's not for the like, main... So my brother played on the club team in high school, mm-hmm. in middle school and high school, all the, or middle school through high school, played on the club team. So it's not pl- like playing for the Y. These are like, you have to pay to be a part mm-hmm. of the soccer team and, Uniforms they travel to different tournaments and everything, yeah. yeah. And well, just like, or even like for me, marching band, we went and performed for different competitions, but we did different competitions, and whoever won, you know, won, but it yeah. didn't mean our season was over. There, you go. That type just, of just a separate thing, yeah. This is yeah. a separate thing, okay. So, this was the final of that tournament, okay. And uh, and it's a big deal because you know, Messi's like. Elvis of soccer right now. Yeah. Um, and he... Uh, so he was in town. Everybody was here. I mean... And uh, Reese Witherspoon is actually a co-owner of the soccer team. And I know there's... Uh, is it Derek Henry? Uh, there's a couple, one or two Titan players that are part of, like, the ownership of the team. Mm-hmm. As well as, I think, Forsberg and somebody else. But there's several different, like, other... Sports players that are, you know, that have a stake in ownership of the of the Nashville team. Okay. So Reese Witherspoon also also had uh, Nicole Kidman as her guest. So a big little wise reunion. Uh, so yeah, and David Beckham is the I think owner and president or something like that of the Miami team. So he was also here as well as Victoria Beckham. So in their kids. big deal. So. <laughs> Yeah, dude, it was a who's who at this game because everybody wanted to come see Messi play, Yeah, whereas we were just wanting our team to win. So this game ended in a 1-1 tie. They had a chance. Uh, Miami had a chance. They had a breakaway, and uh, the goalie got too far out of the box, in my opinion. And the last defender for Nashville ended up tripping because he – Tried to leap over the goalie Mm -hmm. (laughs) to miss him, tripped. The Miami player ran, and the ball had a weird spin on it. So when he went to kick the ball, it hit the side of the goal post, like on the exterior part. Yeah. And bounced off. Like there was nobody there. It was just him. And he just, when he took that shot, just could not get it on the other side of that goal post. Wow, And that's how the game, I mean, it was heart pounding watching that. And Then they went into a shootout. So for soccer, that's like the equivalent of, you know, whenever football goes into overtime mm-hmm. and they start at the 20 yard line and everybody, you know, both teams keep scoring. Yeah. So there's no, you know, they had to keep scoring until one team doesn't basically the same thing. Imagine going 11 rounds of that
1: and nobody scores.
0: <laughs> well, here's the thing. Uh, no everybody scored that's the, that okay. was the thing okay. they kept going back and forth and so it was, first it's the best out of 5 okay? okay the best out of 5 the and it's a different player each time for each team okay. so no one player gets to go more than once until okay. everybody's gone through so uh Nashville's third player missed then Miami's last player at the best of five missed, so it was tied four four, and then they started another, and then it was just next person, basically. Yeah. Then at that point, it was next person that uh, missed, that it was over. They still went another six times. Wow. They were down. They had gone through every single player, and it was legit down to the two goalies going against each other. Wow! Right. <laughs> uh,
1: Miami's like goalie scored. Resources.
0: <laughs> yeah, Miami's goalie scored. Ours did not. Ours missed. Miami won. So it was one-one, but it'll show in parentheses ten for Miami and nine for Nashville because that's in a shootout. That's how many they they scored.
1: Okay. <laughs> so regulation was one to one, but the shootout yes. nine yes. 10 to nine. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know much opinion. about soccer. Yeah. I just I just know right, I just know you need a lot I'm of endurance to, like, to play. <laughs> to, like, football.
0: That's why I'm trying to relate like football yeah. to another sport because it is yeah. I mean, and it was just intense every, the entire time. Yeah.
1: Shoot. I get exhausted just watching them. I'm like, man. That's so much running. Yeah. yeah. It <laughs> like is.
0: that's me. I'm like, I don't know why my brother tortured himself like that for so many years, all that running. I mean, I'm like, I'll be full love back. Love.
1: Stay back here. <laughs> yeah. Need me to block? Gotcha.
0: <laughs> gotcha. That's. Uh. But yeah, it was. It was such an intense game. But that's so much motivation for you know for both teams. Yeah. Because basically Nashville held their own for all ninety minutes, or ninety three minutes, I stoppage time or whatever. Um. Yeah. Then the shootouts too. I mean, it's. It, there's nothing for the Nashville Soccer Club to be upset about, for sure. I definitely mm-hmm. hold your heads high for that because it. Get literally the best just soccer came down. player
1: in town and <laughs> end up losing a shootout.
0: It's like, and y'all hold your own?
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: But he had a blast. It was <laughs> 1130 when I picked him up. So, yeah. Saturday night. I was freaking, I was already tired. But, yeah. yeah. When we got home, I was out. I got us home, and then I'm like, I'm gone deuces <laughs> yeah so it was it was crazy but yeah so it was that was a wild game but it was yeah but everybody had a good week at school i guess um and yeah otherwise things are going well uh here That's good. just That's good you know, I'm still going through the I'm still cleaning through the garage and everything. Got a bunch of tubs. I'm probably going to go to McKay's this afternoon because drop off a bunch of stuff and be like, I don't want it back. Just take Would it. it take, take whatever you take. Otherwise, y'all's dumpster's better than mine. Right. It's a lot larger. So, yep. So other than that, that's that's. About, oh, oh, before I forget, a uh, thing I found out yesterday, which I hate that I it was two days prior or two days before the event but Mm -hmm. i found out ask guest friend jackie cation um stand-up comedian extraordinaire um is actually going to be in is actually going to be in nashville on tuesday at zany's for a gilda uh fundraiser okay so i was able to arrange to have york's mom be sure to pick him up from krav ruth is going to leave work and come to krav take grayson home and and then i'm going to leave from krav and go straight to the show so I can go see our good friend Jackie. So thank you to the ladies for being able to help. <laughs> so but yeah, so it should be fun. But I'm so glad she's finally made it to Nashville because I don't think she's ever been here, to my knowledge. If so, it's been a very long time. So Yeah. So very I'll be very excited to see her. Spread the love. So cool. And that's I think that's it for me. <laughs> <sighs> ready to get into trailers
1: yeah i didn't see any new ones this week okay
0: i've got one two three five up to five yeah research no (laughs) (laughs) uh so the first one is we've is uh we've got a million a million miles away Mm -hmm. Coming to Amazon Prime September 15th, which follows Jose Hernandez, the first migrant farm worker to travel to space, a tale of perseverance, community and sacrifice to accomplish an impossible dream. Starring Rosa Salazar, if you all remember uh, Alita Battle Angel, she was in that. Uh, Michael Pena, which everybody knows Michael Pena. Yes. Uh, Garrett Delahunt, who I like, great character actor so it yeah it looks good uh again september 15th to amazon prime then next we have she came to me starring starring anne hathaway marissa tomey and peter dinklage this follow is This follows a composer who suffers writer's block and rediscovers his passion after an adventurous one night stand coming out September 29th, written and directed by Rebecca Miller. Might be a nice little indie film. And next we have landscapes with invisible hand. that sounds like a indie film. If I've ever heard one. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, When an occupying alien species bureaucratic rule in a, Advanced technology leaves most of Earth impoverished and unemployed. Two teenagers hatch a risky plan to ensure their family's futures. Hmm. So uh, Tiffany Haddish is in it and Josh Hamilton and Michael Gandolfini. And basically they're trying to, so they don't, I guess, get destroyed or whatever. Tiffany Haddish agrees to marry an alien. Is kind of the gist.
1: Okay. Yeah. I'll give you your. It's green supposed card.
0: to be a It is supposed to be like a comedy sci-fi.
1: Okay. Yeah. It's
0: it's not straight. Obviously, Tiffany Haddish is in it. It's so probably not.
1: So to save the world, she agrees to gr- to marry the alien. Yep. Interesting.
0: <clears throat> Come with thoughts. Come with me if you want to wed. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Uh, next is <laughs> next coming to uh, theaters in November and on Netflix December twentieth is Maestro with Bradley Cooper and Carey Mulligan and Maya Hawk and Matt Bomer the and Sarah Silverman as well Michael Yuri uh, Josh Hamilton again Gideon Glick so this is follows the complex love story of Leonard Bernstein and Felicia. Come on. Uh, from the time they met in 1946 at a party through two engagements, a 25 year marriage and three children. So written and directed by Bradley Cooper. So there, there's already some, I guess, controversy over him using a prosthetic nose, I guess. Really? Yeah. And, you know, cause he's the first person I guess to ever use one is, I don't know. It's stupid. It's,
1: Oh, like the person he's playing, it's controversial by him using prosthetic or Bradley Cooper's himself as yeah, the latter. Yeah. Okay. Bradley Cooper
0: using one as okay. an actor to portray a role. And so he looks a little bit more like the character.
1: Okay. Okay. But. Isn't that, that part of acting?
0: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> so, and then lastly, this one I think just dropped this morning. Uh, Coming to Netflix on October 6th is the movie reptile Nichols played by Benicio del Toro, a hardened new England detective unflinching in his pursuit of a case where nothing is at its, it seems one that begins to dismantle the illusion of, in his own life. Also starring Alicia Silverstone, Francis Fisher, and Justin Timberlake with, uh, Michael Pitt, and Dominic Lombardozio. Oh, and Eric Bogosian, who I love. Written and directed by Grant Singer, which, when looking, it looked like this was his first feature presentation, or first um, full-length film. He's mostly done music videos. Yup, and that is what we have for trailers. Cool. So... Before we get to our future presentation, I want to quickly bring up that. So Patrick had talked about the Pope's Exorcist on a previous on a previous episode. It's on Netflix, so I'm like, OK, I'll put it on while I'm doing laundry. Yes. Yeah. And then uh, I finished watching the rest of it yesterday morning. <clears throat> and I'm not I don't hate the movie, but I don't like the movie either. Um, I just it. It's not even that it's not for me. I think what irritates me is that it is actually based off a real person, mm-hmm. but they should have just left it to whether or not they should have just changed the character's name. Like they shouldn't even had a had it been because this story is so is shot and presented in such a. I don't want to say a poor way. Just it's not. It's not shot like a like a movie like this probably should be it's more ridiculous horror mm-hmm. than than more than like psychological like you would think a biopic not technically a biopic it's kind of they're trying to do like the conjuring but even the conjuring is kind of straight away from its original formula
1: because
0: yeah. as most tend to do because they're trying you want to try new things but this movie was just it was difficult for me to watch but i made myself watch all of it. Yeah. And I don't know. It was just, I didn't like how they did the story, much less the fact that Russell Crowe trying to do an Italian accent, which also bothered me (laughs) or some sort of accent, which didn't seem right. Um, but the fact, what was it? They did some, what, uh, they did a mortal combat line or something. And that drove me nuts. Trying to remember what I think.
1: Your your soul is mine or something. yeah, Yeah.
0: That's what it was. Yes. They had the nerve to do your soul isn't, you know, the speaking as the devil through so the uh, person that, that was with it. That was like your soul is my, I go, you, that's hey,
1: the, the sing song.
0: <laughs> I was like, exactly. I'm like, hold on. I was like, hold on. You have the nerve <laughs> to try and do a mortal combat <laughs> reference it, in here. Listen, I know this. I was like, no. No, sir.
1: It um, did get very over the top toward the end. Yes. I'm like, no, sir. So
0: I've just determined this movie's just not for me. So very much not for me. Instead, yeah. I will continue to just watch the original Exorcist <laughs> and with Father Amorth as the uh, priest in which the. That character, the priest in the exorcist, was based off of. Or watch the documentary, The Devil and Father on Worth, that uh, the now late William Friedkin uh, yeah. directed, the documentary that he directed, which I've also talked on a previous podcast. That is a show that actually has the real Father on Worth in it, trying to do a real exorcist and a documentary in which Roland Friedkin was granted uh, permission to film by the vatican which is he's the only person that they've ever let do that yeah um, anyways if you could find it, it used to be on netflix not on there it got taken off but if you could find it it's def- i feel like if that is something that interests you then it's worth renting that is my two cents on that uh for sure but again i'm not i don't like i've kind of gotten to where i don't really like shitting on movies because there are a lot of people that you know, worked really hard to make that. Yeah. Um, it was just, we'll just say it's not for me. You, you didn't have the best experience. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
1: You weren't so, the target audience.
0: <laughs> you would think I kind of was, but yeah. I was, you know, I was, but I wasn't
1: kind of music. We'll, we'll go with, I should have been, should have been, but they didn't but land I, the mark. They didn't, they didn't grab nope. you. <laughs> yeah.
0: So with that being said, we'll <laughs> go into our future presentation. <laughs> in which another Mortal Kombat line gets used.
1: <laughs> 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 All
0: right. All right, so this week our feature presentation is the third DC EU movie to be released this year. We are talking about Blue Beetle, which is Rated PG thirteen, with a runtime of two hours and seven minutes. An alien scarab chooses college graduate Jaime, or, yeah, Jaime Reyes, uh, to be its symbi- symbiotic host, bestowing the teenager with a suit of armor. He's not even a teenager, no, he's I, a college graduate, so he's at least
1: he said he, he even said he's, he's 22. 22. Yeah, yeah, so this was written by somebody they didn't know, yeah, <laughs> or maybe at one point he was and it just never changed it. I don't know, <laughs> whatever, <laughs>
0: whatever. <laughs> Anyways, uh, bestowing the young adult male <laughs> with a suit of armor that's capable of extraordinary and unpredictable powers forever changing his destiny as he becomes the superhero known as blue beetle, uh, st- starring Zolo, Mary Adelina. I think I said that correctly. I think so. I, did, I never got a yeah, chance to I look think it so. up, but I think- yep. Um, I think I hit it in on the head. Thank you very much. I kind of cracks. Thank you. He is known if you watched Cobra Kai. He was he plays Miguel Diaz in Cobra Kai. Uh, uh, Bruno Marquezine as Jenny Cord, who is a Brazilian actress, uh, who also did the voice dub for uh, in Port- in uh, Portuguese for the dub for the uh, release over there. So Something she did cool. her own dubbing. So that was going cool. to pay for it. <laughs> yep. All right. Doubt it. Um, Becky G who voices, uh, Kaji, Kajida, which is the voice of the, the blue beetle. I guess you could say of the voice of the scarab, yep. Um uh, to so the AI. Yeah. Damien Alcazar as Alberto Reyes, who is Jaime's dad, George Lopez as Rudy Reyes, who plays his uncle. Mm-hmm. Adriana Barraza as uh, Nana Reyes, who interesting uh, interesting little. Oh wait, no, hold on. I'm gonna hold that trivia till I get it confirmed. Um, and then Belisa Esc- Escobedo as Melargro Reyes, uh, his I mean his sister, and then uh, El- El Padilla Rio as Rocio Reyes, and then Susan Sarandon as Victoria Cord, uh, Jenny Cord's aunt. Harvey Guillen as Doctor Sanchez, but that's not really his name. <laughs> uh, Raúl Max Julio as Carapax. So that's a lot of people, um, but you know, like like they say in the, in the Fast and Furious, or no, sorry, as they say in Shazam, it's all about family. <laughs> there you go.
1: That's definitely they, the theme.
0: Why that didn't come back? Why that didn't come back in this movie? I don't know. I don't know. I mean but,
1: the setup was all there.
0: <laughs> it was. I was like, it's like, oh, it's all about family. Shocker. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, in this movie was written by Gareth Danette Al- Alcoser and directed by Angel Manuel Soto. So a heavily uh, Latinx cast Yes in crew and you know and director So there's a lot of influence in there Which I you know thought was awesome They So basically Jaime comes back from graduating from college And to To his family he went to Gotham Gotham law or Gotham uh, Law school So he because it says so on his hoodie I was like yeah. oh I like that nice touch and he comes back to Palmero city, which is a made up city in Florida, but it's supposed to kind of look like a more futuristic kind of Miami. Uh, Especially the city. Yeah. But they kind of live on the outskirts of the town. So they, uh, <clears throat> a little, a more lower income part of uh, this city. <clears throat> so in the, in the comics, ha- Jaime Reyes and his family are actually live in El Paso, Texas. They moved it to Florida, but they still kind of kept it with the comics by li- by their street that they live on being El Paso. Uh, so that still works. Yeah, so yeah. they still technically live in El Peso, on El Paso. So. Um, he is the third Blue Beetle. He, you find out that Ted Cord. Who's kind of like the Bruce Wayne of this era? You know, he's just another rich billionaire. You know, like Bruce Wayne or Oliver Queen, it's just yeah.
1: using his funds to
0: yes, be a hero. <laughs> yep. Um, but he's he's gone missing. It's been missing for what eight years? Six, eight years? I think
1: around that. Uh, Not quite ten.
0: <laughs> right. So his sister Victoria's been running the company, and she's all about trying to weaponize her the company by building more weapons and you know for protection for military and stuff like that because you know that's where the money is yeah whereas jenny wants nothing to do with that you know she's off trying to do like humanitarian stuff but also trying to find her dad and because no one says that he is dead just says he's been missing people just i think have been presuming that he's dead
1: I mean, after a while, you kind of start thinking that if they don't show up, it's like right. He did. Yep.
0: So he so obviously Victoria and Jenny don't get along because they have different views on how the company should be run. And
1: uh, but they they even so, mentioned it. They even mentioned it that her dad Ted had went away from weapons, like they were no longer doing it. And so she's upset because Victoria's going back to doing that.
0: Right. That's her and She's issue. like, well, your dad's not here, and basically, they do not have a good relationship. They no. don't even have a rela- relationship, per se. No. So, their family, not so strong. However, Jaime other and his family, very close-knit.
1: Other than they both, run, they work, they both work for the company. They, right. They're both connected to the company. So, they, they have that relationship, but they're not.
0: Well, she, Jenny's just part of the board. Like, I'm not to be part of the board, but she doesn't really. Then do really work there. Yeah, like, okay. do, do. She, has no, in, she, she has, has no influence. She has influence. Right, right. Okay. If if she does, it's very minimal. Yeah. So, uh, so Jaime comes back to his family, finds out his, finds out his dad had had a heart attack. Nobody, of course, told him. Because, you know, they didn't want him to worry and they want him to for, focus on his schooling and everything. Which, to me, I would be pissed about that. Yeah,
1: yeah I mean, that, like, everything else he finds out, like, that's the one thing he should have known about.
0: Yeah, okay. Sure. Uh, they're about to lose the house because Cord Industries is you know, pretty much trying to get everybody moved out and gentrify the place. Yeah.
1: Tripling the price. Yeah.
0: Yes, like, tripling the I was like, damn.
1: That's ridiculous.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was like, even Nashville hadn't been that bold yet. Like, are you
1: going <laughs> to hire the people?
0: <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, who are you going to hire to do this? Oh, wait. Yeah. Never mind.
1: Yeah.
0: Damn. And then let's uh, see, so yeah, to find out tripling the rent or the yeah and his dad had a heart attack so he's of course wanting to be like hey i'm gonna get a job you know i've graduated college you know that's got to count for something get out here get a job i'll be able to pay everybody you know pay out and get all this taken care of we'll be we'll be fine and then it cuts to basically he's scraping gum off of chairs at victoria cord's house
1: now that part I was like, you know, he was talking to his sister saying, five years, we'll have the yeah. house saved, and this yeah. will just be one of our many houses. And right. so when they cut to that part, yeah. where it made it look like maybe he had achieved it. And All then right. the sister points out, like, hey, yeah. you scraped the bottom of the you know, the gum. It would been cool if they put a cap at the bottom, not five years later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would have been funny.
0: Because yeah. oh, I, I, I legit thought it was just a dream. Yeah. Like, I thought he was having a dream, you know, type yeah. of thing. Nope, no, He just take a new look and then it turns out <laughs> yep, get down here. And then she he's scraping gum and then she just takes gum out of her mouth and puts it underneath there.
1: Yeah. He's
0: like, seriously? She's like, listen, job security. <laughs>
1: okay. Facts. <laughs> I
0: figured Smarter it's all
1: her gum anyway.
0: Probably. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, you you just tell that Victoria Cord's just seeing these all these people working to keep her house clean and looking nice. She's just, they're invisible to her. Yeah. And she just doesn't care.
1: No. She's uh, worried about getting her weapons done so she can make money off of that.
0: Yeah, pretty much. And move business. on. Business.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. And then uh, you find out that while she's having a talk with Jenny, when Victoria's having a talk with Jenny, that uh, that Jaime and Malagro are having a, she has to go use the bathroom and, but she doesn't want to use the servants one. she wants to use the nice ones. Yeah. So while he's being lookout, he's witnessing this, this, uh, argument with, with Victoria Jenny, and then Carapax is there. And then he starts to lay hands on her and then he opens his mouth to butt in. And then Victoria comes in, talks to him. And then his sister gets out of the bathroom and she's like, Oh crap. And then, they get fired, yeah, etc. They're outside waiting on a Uber. On the they're outside waiting on an Uber, and then Jenny comes out, and then he, you know, Jaime, you know, goes and apologizes for his behavior and whatnot. And she says, "No, that's fine. That's they should have been treated like that either." So we will, you know, come by tomorrow, and I'll see if I can find you a job somewhere in the company. Yeah. So he gives her a number, or she gives him his number and everything He puts an in and yeah. And then we're just,
1: I was thinking like you give him a ride too, you know, <laughs> that's not what I was thinking. Dude, there's so many things. I have thoughts on so many
0: things. Yeah. Between that. And then later on, you know, they are displaced from their house. Mm-hmm. And, but Jenny's got her dad's house, like mansion the entire yep. time. I'm like, you know they don't have a house, right? And you know part of it is the majority of this is your fault. Bro, open up your house. I had the same thought. <laughs> I'm like, oh That's it's perfect. Just <laughs> oh <laughs> my god, I was so mad. It's yeah. it's, it's it's just yeah. small things like that. But it's just yeah. and it's just silly things like that that kinda irritated that bothered me, but didn't like bother me, bother me. Didn't but, ruin the, the, the not, experience. Yeah, yeah, it didn't ruin it. It just it was just something I kinda chuckled
1: at like, dang. But you know, then I thought about it, you know, she's not quite like Victoria, but she is kind of in that lifestyle, so she didn't even consider that. Right. <laughs> you know. It's like she probably was in the in the car, like, dang, I guess I could have given a ride. Yeah. Then probably Delia's really the saying, Well, dang well, she gave me her number, she could have given us a ride too.
0: <laughs> right. Exactly.
1: <laughs> but yeah. Yeah.
0: We uh so it's it's funny. Um So they go the next day, you know, he gets dropped off by his entire family is there to drop him off at work.
1: It's like the first day of school.
0: Yep. (laughs) Pretty much is what they treated it like. And of course, he's embarrassed goes in. He waits on Jenny. Jenny ends up stealing the scarab, which they had found on some remote island area thing Mm -hmm. on a dig. And so they're trying to siphon the energy source from the scarab. To use for their big secret weapon that they're developing called the OMAC, the mm-hmm. One Man Army Command. I forgot what that is. I always forget. Well, yeah, something like that.
1: That, that I, sounds right.
0: Uh, OMAC was never really one of those things that I got excited about when I saw there was going to be a storyline in like a Batman comic. So I
1: was, I was looking um, at like, oh, it's like Ant Man. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Cross with his. Th- I started Pretty thinking much, about similarities yeah. and, like, hmm, okay. Yeah. Let's see where we're pulling ideas from. It's, yes. It's,
0: and it, I mean. It it's, was cool. Right. And, you know, it's kind of funny. You know who first came up with the, uh, well, no, I guess he didn't come up with it. But somebody that used to write, com- or that wrote comics featuring Omek was Greg Rucka, who had actually written Heart of Stone <laughs> from last week's episode. Anyways, there we go uh yeah the omac project june 2005 created by greg rucka and jesus say is one man army corps there we
1: go
0: okay that's so basically the abilities of the omac are cybernetic armor access to extensive metahuman database power opposition engineering mimicry so that's why it can especially with blue beetle is able to siphon a lot of that out and at kind of fight final fight scene you see him using the same a lot of the same uh moves and skills as that boy beetle has
1: yeah
0: but yeah so we we find out that so jenny it's a breaking in not really breaking in he chooses um dr sanchez even
1: though that's not, it's like that's not my name
0: yeah <laughs> it's like bro you they've been saying it through the entire movie that's all i know you as yeah. so that's sadly i'm sorry. Like
1: that. They call you Mr. Doctor Sanchez. That's what I'm going to call you. It's, sorry, man. Can't, <laughs> that's help all I know. You. Can't help you.
0: Uh, so he had stepped out. It's great. I like the, the, uh, hold on. I'm going to get there. The word I'm thinking of continuity. As far as in the pet, pa- in the past few DC movies, one thing they all have in common. There's a big belly burger scene in every single one. <laughs> Cause flash, there was a big belly burger. Uh, this one, the container, because yeah. Sanchez is eating the Big Billy Burger. You know, it's, it's a DC-only, like, fictitious restaurant, fast food restaurant. And they use it in Flash TV series, too. So anyways. Okay. And the comics, more than anything in the comics. So they, he's, he steps away for a minute. He gets his card swiped away from Jenny. Jenny goes in, steals the Scarab. Um couldn't figure can't find anything to put it in, so she takes his big belly burger box and then uh put puts the uh scarab in it and then smuggles it out. Yeah. Uh, she's trying to leave quickly because they're about to go, you know, uh, as she's running by Jaime, uh they're, Dr. Sanchez, you know, figures out that it's not there anymore, calls and has the lockdown. Yeah. Boom. Everything starts locking down. She says, Here. And, you know, she's trying to, like, I'm sorry, I'm very busy right now. Can you, like, come back later or something like that? And he's like, well, no, I need a, just need a couple minutes. You said you can get, help me get a job here, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, you said, you you know, yesterday you said you would do anything, right? Here, guard this with your life. And then Don't open she bounces. It. <laughs> and then he she says, now go. And then he leaves. Yeah. And then she, you know, then she, you know, kind of pretend she sees, like, the uh, security guard the court security people. And it's like, okay, you two check these areas here. You and you come with me. Yeah. To help try and find who stole this thing. Yeah. Just kind of behind me. Yep. So of course he takes it home and everything. They, he's just staring at the box. She's telling him, don't touch it. Don't look at it. You know, basically don't do anything. Just hold on to it. Yeah. No questions. And so of course, his family knows Ian, You know, and uh, boisterous, they're trying to look at this. And they they finally just open the box. What in the heck is that? Is that a
1: bug? (laughs) It's the biggest beetle I've ever seen. (laughs) Yeah. Biggest thing I've ever seen.
0: Yeah. It's a that's a
1: giant tick. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah. So then his sister, of course, picks it up and she's like and he's like getting on. He's like, she said, don't touch it. She said. And then she's like, no, she said, you don't touch it.
1: Yeah, they don't apply to us
0: <laughs> yeah so yeah. of course she's holding it he's just just like wow it's heavy and then uh and of course it jumps and then ends up jump just like you see in the trailer jumps on his face and then makes his way through his body and then attaches itself as his Jaime is now the new host
1: that thing was kind of dark when the transformation i was like man it's so, a little slightly scary <laughs> almost
0: yeah so uh <laughs> So the director even mentioned it too. He in a interview. he said the Blue Beetle transformation is uh, um, the Blue Beetle transformation is basically a David Cronenberg scene, but for kids.
1: That's borderline. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> almost one
0: for kids. Yeah, it. Uh, which is funny because I start, I go because that was the one thing I said. You know what? This is not going to be. Uh, this is going to be a thing that would have scared Grayson.
1: Yeah.
0: If she would have, if she would have actually gone to see this would have been the scene that was scary.
1: And, and I meant to because I agree you with that. you. I meant to text huh? you that I, I was going to text you and say, you know, yeah. the only thing about this is the transformation scene may be a little scary, but I did, I didn't. So it's good that she didn't no. go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's well see, And She didn't want to go. And York said, well, I'm not really wanting. It's like, basically he's not very interested in it, but if I went, he would go with me. Yeah. you know like haunted mansion pretty much but he ended up enjoying haunted mansion and after watching i was like you know what i think he would have actually liked this as well yeah but he uh it's all good though i'll go i mean i would definitely go see it again but yeah it uh yeah same so yeah so he just like in the trailer he gets you know it does its thing to where it assimilates i guess with him And then they go fly off out of the house and then fly around everything. And then
1: basically doing like a test uh, run to see how it matches with him. Make sure everything he even goes to space and like gets to go to space. He he sees out of space and and just goes through a test run of its system. Just make sure everything's working. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So they uh, so, of course, now they're trying to figure in. Meanwhile, Victoria and Carapax try and figure out where that Scarab is and who has it, and all these things. Uh, I guess they somehow get a location, and you see one of two or three different fight scenes between Blue Beetle and Carapax, and basically where each person is with their powers. So it's it was. I mean, it was those fight scenes were pretty. I I dug. They were pretty good. Yeah. So. I, and one thing that I will give kudos for this movie that over, especially like over flash, the special effects were on point on this I one. I agree.
1: Cause there wasn't, there wasn't too many where I was just like, you know, uh, like it was pretty, pretty solid. Like they actually took their time with getting like, they, they took their time with it, you know? So it right. looks well, it looks great. It looks finished completed. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, everything just, yeah, it just looked great. I just, that's one thing I was like, wow, you know what they, cause I, cause I, I guess after seeing, after seeing flash and everything, I was kind of, um, I was kind of wondering yeah. the budget for blue beetle was $104 million. So yeah. And at one point, winter brothers was going to release this to HBO max and then, I guess, decided against it and to go ahead and release it in theaters. So, I think that's a good choice. Yeah. So, they, uh, you know, between the fight scenes and just this one thing that, you know, is really prominent in this is how much the family is involved in this. Yeah. It's not, yeah, you know, They're they're from the ground running. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) literally. Or, I guess, from the ceiling, you know, from the (laughs) ground to the ceiling to the outer space and back. Yes. But they are an integral part of this, which is great because that just really plays into the culture as well Mm -hmm. about just this strong bond with family and that everybody is just so intertwined with what everyone else in the family is doing and supportive of things. Yes. And, you know... it just in commute and as well as community, because as, as kind of stated, you know, they're, they're, the family gets dis- displaced. Yeah. And so towards the end, you see the family and you see the the neighbors and everybody coming together and bringing over food and bringing over, uh, things and having just fellowship out in the yard. Yeah. To where, you know, they're like, well, we can rebuild this, you know, we'll figure it out. We always find a way, you know, we'll, Know, they just the community just brought us food. I think I'm pretty sure they'll help us repair right. the house. Right. To which so, of course, you know the white which you know, one of the things I'm glad that they one of the things I, I really respected about this movie too is that for like Jenny Cord for them to cast somebody that is of Latin descent and not to some white girl. Right. There you cannot say there was a white savior for this movie. Where she shows up says, hey, we're just going to go ahead and rebuild your house. In fact,
1: you know what? Just have this one. Right. Well, I, I bought your bank <laughs> or something like that. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. But instead, it was, hey, you don't have to worry about court industries um, taking over this area of town. We're going to, if anything, we're going to help rebuild, you know, rebuild this area to keep and keep it, keep the culture the same. But build it up in a positive way I guess is a good way to put it. We're not going to try and gentrify. It. We're just going to help build everybody else up and strengthen this area. Yeah. Cuz we see promise in this area not, and not enough from more America. land. Yes. <laughs> not,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: So, and I guess in that way she's helping by it saying we're not going to take your base. We're not taking your house. She also didn't say we're going to rebuild your house, but No. Sorry. I'm sure it's
1: community's got you.
0: <laughs> yeah, community's got you. We just got you on that. We're just not going to triple your rent, okay? Let's
1: not go. I'm, gonna go. I'm gonna go back to my mansion and yep, relive back my back life. with nobody here. <laughs> yeah, with my secret little little quake cave with all yep. the tech. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, I like George, George Lopez as kind of like the conspiracy theorist uncle. Yes, and all that. He was he was hilarious. Um, but he was
0: smart though too, so it's yeah. not like he's just that shit crazy. Like he, he, he knows, knows his, his stuff. stuff.
1: Yeah, because like the the machine he used that he built. Mm-hmm. To, take out the cameras, put down a security, you know. So yes. I like that. Like So I've been working on it. Just give me a couple hours. We'll be good to go. And everything worked. And, um, yeah, he knows his stuff. Uh, he may come across as crazy, but he's very well informed and educated on things. He's just real kind of spacey in how he presents it. <laughs>
0: yeah. So uh, going back to that device that he made, the Al uh, uh, Chepulin, uh, mm-hmm. Device is named after Al Chupacabra Colorado, which uh, from 1973, a Mexican comedy superhero show whose main character Al uh, Color Colorado, the Cherry Cricket, is an insect-themed hero like the boy Beetle. Hence, the cartoon they kept showing. Mm, okay. So that's where that comes into play because I'm like, what the f-? like, what yeah. is this? Yeah. And I was like, I guess it's like a. And like a bug just kind of like bleeping. I don't get what there's that's I was just sitting there going, There's something to this that I'm not aware of because I this is talking to a specific audience that isn't me. Yeah. And that's why. Because I don't know what that is. So but yeah, and then yeah, to everything else. And I'm gonna be the idiot here. Now granted, I saw this at like nine o'clock at night. So it didn't really, a lot of things I don't want to say it went over my head, but a few kind of things kinda of went over my head. So, George Lopez drives this really beautiful black uh, Toyota co- Tacoma, and he has it all, like, fixed up and everything, which may look all right, but I kind of went through it. Anyways, the, it, uh, it goes through some things in this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, much like the audience, this movie, the Toyota Tacoma goes. Through. But I love it because he refers to it as as the taco and it never really hit me that the first four letters in Tacoma is taco. I was like, okay, that makes more sense. The nickname. Yeah. Tacoma's too many like,
1: syllables, man. Taco. I was like, wait, taco. <laughs> what is he talking
0: about? Is not like yellow or anything like that? And I'm like, what? Yeah. I was like, oh, <clears throat> taco
1: Tacoma. Oh my god, I'm an idiot.
0: And that's don't worry, it.
1: you're not alone. I, I until you mentioned that, I didn't. It's a taco mock. It's a taco, (laughs) mom. Hey, mom, taco.
0: Um, But yeah, uh, that was real cool. I actually liked the blue Tacoma. I was like, "That's a beautiful blue on that Tacoma." Yeah, I mean, I
1: like my blue is my favorite color, so I was like, "Ooh, Mm. upgrade."
0: Yep. But yeah, it was. But all around, this movie was just fun. It's, I believe, this movie is a lot of fun in the same way that like Shazam. It's a lot of fun, or Ant-Man has that kind of tone.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: But it's still... It doesn't have all the jokey jokes. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's humor in it. There's a good amount of humor, but it doesn't have all the jokey jokes that... It's a good balance. uh, Yes, it was a good healthy balance. Yeah. So, uh, the trivia that I was trying to... was basically trying to remember is whether or not it was the Nana that was in the original predator as the little girl, or if it was the one that played the mother and I'm beginning to think it was the one that played the mother, (laughs) but I'm still trying to check that out. So stand by, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's going to be the, uh, it's going to be the one that played the mother, Rosie. So, but
1: speaking of the grandma, speaking speaking of Nana, she got some secrets. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And a part of the revolution. Watch yeah, out! Now.
1: We, yeah, prequel movie about her life, her right.
0: series. Oh my gosh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> so, uh, it there are two. There's a mid credit scene, which doesn't show uh, much, but it kind of helps give at least a little bit of idea. I think, uh, and I'll tell you my theory about that when we get done. And yeah, the end credit scene is just the cherry cricket thing that. They went ahead and showed in the movie for like 30 seconds. It's not worth staying for, I'll be honest.
1: Yeah, that's why I said that last part, it's there. It's there.
0: Yeah, it's there. (laughs) Which, you know. So James Gunn did say that he. So it is the last. Well, no, I guess technically, Alchemand's the last movie in the DC EU, but in the James Gunn DC, he is planning on use. He wanted to use Bleepy. he wants to use Blue Beetle in his universe, mm-hmm. uh, and he wants uh, Zolo Mary duena to be that Blue Beetle. So this movie is so far removed from the other DCEU movies. Yeah. Because other than seeing the LexCorp on the building and um, the Gotham Law School, there's really nothing that connects this movie to any of the other characters because you don't have anybody showing up.
1: They, they mention them in name, but they don't, they never show nobody. Exactly. Shows
0: up. But yeah. they, that's, that's it. So what are we could be talking? It could be a completely separate earth for all we know. True. But, uh, so it looks like, even though this isn't the first in the James Gunn DC movies, it is, you know, per se, you know, where he I has. Know, and in in the it. Right. Right. <laughs> It's an unofficial, it's a prequel to the first, where yeah. <laughs> it was.
1: Uh, it qualifies. Overall, <laughs> a,
0: yeah, exactly. Overall, this is a great, uh, this is a great origin story. And a great story about family and about, uh, you know, just, it's, it's, it's just fun. Yeah. Good, yep. good, fun movie. Just other than the part where the Blue Beetle first attaches himself it's really not that scary. It's,
1: you know, you yeah. get
0: past that, and I think...
1: It's the most you know, intense I, moment. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. just like, man. Especially when it showed face. I was like, all right, that's a, bit, that's a little dark. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little dark there. Yep. But, uh, but, yeah, that, that's about the only thing that might bring a little scare to little kids. Yes. I agree. But, yeah, going in, I didn't know what to expect from it. So, I, like, dropped all Me? my expectations and went in, just... Wanted it to be good, and it ended up being a good movie. It Had a good story. Yeah. The, the CGI was great. Was good. Was great compared to yeah. everything else. And yeah, it's worth worth checking out. I just hate that it's getting all this. You know, said like, oh, it Blue Beetle knocks Barbie out of the top spot, but it's still not. You know, that does even though it did this, it's still not doing great. I'm like, it's a good movie. It's, you know, it's yeah, it's because it's you it know because
0: Hollywood only. No only says it's a good movie if it makes X amount of money on opening weekend. Like it's not even over the course of the it's run like it used to be. Right. It's all about the opening weekend and that's it. We don't care about how much it makes afterwards or anything like that.
1: Or it's like, okay, this big first weekend and the next weekend a seventy percent drop type You're right. thing. I'm Like, all right. I mean that doesn't change the fact <laughs> that it's a good movie.
0: Right. You just be like there's other movies that are coming out that are competing with it, which didn't yeah. make it any less of a good movie. Just just when you all decided to drop these movies, like yeah. that just is what it is.
1: And a lot of folks are still taking that wait till it comes out on streaming. You know, not everybody's yeah. go, not everybody's going back to the theater. I got a friend. He still hadn't been back. It's been I'm like, come on. <laughs> it's been, you're missing a lot yeah. of good movies in the theater. But it's like, no, yeah, I'll just wait till it comes out. <laughs> I'm Like, all right. All right. So, cool. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you still have a lot of people that's not even going to the theater. Right.
0: Dang. Yeah. (sighs) All right. Real quick, I'm going to talk about a movie I watched yesterday on Netflix. Good, uh, fun kids movie. I watched The Monkey King, which is – an old Chinese tale, which has actually been told before there's a 2013 live action movie with Chow Yun fat and Donnie Yen, Mm -hmm.
1: uh,
0: based on this, which I think I even remember vaguely remember watching somehow. I remember because it's so, I mean, it's been 10 years, so I'm not sure when I would have watched it, but I feel like I have. Right. So anyways, this one's animated. It is a PG runtime, one hour, 37 minutes. Starring comedian, the voice of comedian Jimmy O. Yang as the Monkey King. If you haven't watched his new stand-up, it's really good. Uh, uh, SNL's Bowen Yang as the Dragon King. Uh, Joey Huang Repapor as the voice of Lin. Uh, comedian Joe Coy as the voice of Bimbo. And then uh, martial artist uh, Ron Yuan has the voice of Babo. And for those that have that remember, uh, but oh, God, it's almost been two years. Wow, I think it's almost been two years. When, yeah, uh, when we interviewed, uh, when we talked about the paper tigers and had them on, he was also in that movie and had a lot to do with stunts and whatnot. He's part of the Marshall Club. So, anyways, uh, and then Stephanie Shue plays the voice of the mayor's wife, which. Her character alone is an homage to the uh, old way to the uh, mother with curlers and smoking a cigarette from the movie Kung Fu Hustle. Mm-hmm. That's her entire character in this movie, and it's awesome. Just and that's one thing I like about this movie is just small little homages to you know, to other like martial arts movies. Yeah, but they're all a lot of it's a little more subtle than her character, though. But it's still really awesome. So the monk. The Monkey King is inspired by an epic Chinese tale translated into an action-packed comedy, a monkey and his magical fighting stick battle demons, dragons, gods and the greatest adversary of all, Monkey's ego. And this is from the from the start, you know, it's the Monkey King has a is you know, it's a red monkey. He looks different than everybody else. He has no family, like we he has no Family to speak of. He doesn't know where he belongs. He's trying to search for that. And one of he tries to join this group of monkeys. One gets taken away by this tiger thing with guess what? Ten rings? No. Uh, but bracelets. Same okay. bracelets. Okay. So that's the superhero. You know, that's that's it's magical thing. It's it's bracelets. I'm like, okay, I see you, Shang Chi slash so Enter the Tiger. I don't know. Whatever. Um, so he's like well I'll go back it's like I'll go get him and then he's like no you can't go over there that's where blah 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 It's like, says who and then he goes and just does it and oh wait no the only thing that could defeat it is this magical stick that the dragon king has and it's it lives under you know in the depths of the sea there and so he's like well that's nothing I'll go get it and then goes because again his ego gets yeah. in the way and because he didn't have anybody to tell him any different growing up, because he didn't have any parents. Right, and so he goes down, gets it, you know, fights, uses his um, uses his wits and everything. Boom, gets the stick. The stick then helps him uh, rescue the rescue the other monkey and defeat this demon. And so the elder monkey. Was like, you know what, this can, if you kill a hundred god or a hundred demons, you can basically reach immortality and be among the gods. And that's all he wants. So he's like, he goes, he then begins this journey to go do that. The one thing that's really cool though, is that it does switch to show him fighting these other demons and mm-hmm. kind of like a, uh, in kind of a uh, montage, like an old eighties montage fight yeah. thing. They changed the animation style, which I thought was cool that they did that just to show that, hey, we're kind of just showing you this real quick of him fighting all these different demons and everything. And then when he finishes, he's like, okay, I've got ninety nine, ninety nine demons killed. But this one ain't one. (laughs) uh, it goes. It switches back to the original animation style. I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. I wonder if they're going to do this more. This would be really cool if they do. And so now it's just uh, the same animation the rest of the, the rest of the movie. Oh. I was like, oh, man, they kind of that's kind of a missed opportunity because yeah. it was really cool to show like it'd be really cool that like if if like all the fight scenes were just done in a different animation style. Yeah. just to represent, you know, show a difference. But they didn't <clears throat> just that one time. Dang. But it was still cool. And, you know, through the course of the adventure, he ends up meeting Lynn who's just wanting to learn from him and learn these different skills and everything. And of course the monkey thinks he's just it's all about him and about and trying to do things. And it ends up <clears throat> it ends up being uh she ends up double crossing him mm-hmm. because her farmland had dried up. So she's trying to help the Dragon King uh get the stick back so that she, you know the, he can bring water to the farmlands and the crops can regrow and the village can you know, be back to being prosperous and right. So, yep. But it's like, it's done. This movie's done really well. It's got a good lesson about basically trying to do things for others to help others. Even if you think you're helping others, you're like trying, even if, you know, you could be trying to help others always think you are, but really in the end, you're just trying to help yourself and right. just using that as kind of a guise. Um, but in the end, it's still fun. Um, York watched some of it and you know seemed to like it, but then he's like I'm, he's like I'm gonna go back to bed. I'm tired. I said okay. So he went upstairs, and went back to sleep for a little bit, and then came back down. I think he was only upstairs for he wasn't even upstairs an hour because he came back down and said Is this movie's still on. I'm like bro, it's not even been an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but it's fine. It's fine. They ended up uh, they ended up uh, Grayson and, and then Grayson kind of came down about halfway through. And he uh, and she really, she seemed to enjoy it too from the parts she saw. So it's it's pretty cool. Um, I would recommend it. Yeah. Okay. Not quite Kung Fu Panda, but you know it's still worth. It's got it. a lot of. It's, if you like for, this would be one of those for fans of Kung Fu Panda. Netflix recommends this.
1: <laughs> okay. If you like if you like Kung Fu Panda,
0: you'll love this type deal. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, that's the Monkey King on the Netflix.
1: Alrighty. So I went out and watched a movie that you said you not for you. Um
0: (laughs) not for me to see in theaters. I will watch it when it's streaming.
1: Which would be perfect. (laughs) Um I think this would have been a streaming movie, but either way, I went and watched strays. Okay. Which released this past Friday has a runtime of an hour and 33 minutes, directed by Josh Greenbaum, and it stars actors providing their voices. Um, we have Will Farrell plays Reggie, that's a gullible border terrier. Jamie Foxx as Bug, that's a Boston terrier. Uh, Isla Fisher plays Baggy, an Australian Shepherd. Randall Park as Hunter, a Great Dane, and also we have uh, Brett Gilman as Willie, I'm a control officer, and Will Forte plays Doug, that's Reggie's former owner. So, an abandoned dog teams up with other strays to get revenge on his former owner. So, Reggie lives with Doug. Doug doesn't like dogs, but he ends up buying Reggie because the girl he's dating at the time likes dog. And that's the only reason he buys. That's the only reason he buys. So, you know, you see very clearly Doug doesn't like Reggie. Especially when Reggie brings into the room a pair of underwear that don't belong to Doug's girlfriend. And she promptly breaks up with him. <laughs> so he gets mad at Doug. Uh, I mean, Doug gets mad at Reggie, even though, you know, he's he's blaming Reggie for why his girlfriend break up, broke up with him, even though he's cheating. Which, you know, dumb. <laughs> so he starts playing a game that they show in the trailer. Um, fetch. And Fuck. <laughs> Basically, Doug takes him out to an undisclosed place, throws a tennis ball out, and Reggie retrieves the ball and brings it back home. And every time he does, he thinks he's winning the game when Doug says, fuck, but no, Doug's like, dang, I can't get rid of you. (laughs) So the ultimate thing that, you know, kind of really drives that's the breaking point for Doug. Because Doug spends most of his time smoking his bong, playing with himself. And getting money from his mom to pay for his house. But the breaking point is. Reggie breaks his bong. His favorite bong. And so Doug's like all right, I gotta get rid of you. So he goes three hours into the city. Takes him to an alley. Tosses the tennis ball. And leaves. So now Reggie's in in this place that he doesn't know. Can't get Doug sent or anything. But um. So he's basically trapped in the city. He gets confronted by these Rottweilers. But he gets rescued by bug who just kind of starts real cr- ta- talking crazy. Like I got rabies. I got all kind of diseases wrong with me. You don't want to mess with me until the world roused head off. So basically bug takes Reggie under his wing and shows him the ropes as being astray. Like, Hey, you may have an owner, but you're here now. Just be astray. You can be whatever you want, do whatever you want and just have fun with it. And then he later introduces him to Maggie and Hunter and they have a night on the town, which involves them eating scraps and drinking beer out of trash cans and getting drunk, <laughs> which they show in the trailer, the scene where Bugs sees himself in the mirror and starts talking trash to him, and even makes a comment about Reggie, the scruffy-looking dog, and you know mm-hmm. just, just showing the ropes. But after this night, you know Doug, uh, Reggie finally realizes that Doug really didn't treat him well. You know he was he wasn't nice to him, so yeah, he still wants to get back home, but his plan is. bite off Doug's penis because that's his favorite thing to play with (laughs) so teaming up with these other three dogs they go on a journey to try to figure out how to get him home but Reggie doesn't really know exactly how to get back home so the only clues that he has to give them is a hammerless ball a hamsterless ball which is a ferris wheel a giant cone basically a mountain or hill and the devil floating in the sky which is a mailman (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, so, and so they use these clues to try to retrace his steps and they end up getting in all kind of different mess, even to the point where bug gets snatched up by, by a hawk or an Eagle. And they try to get him, they eat mushrooms and start tripping out to where they, you know, start looking different to each other. Um, Hunter has a cone on his head. Starts, looks like he has human hands. Maggie turns to a cartoon dog looking like Lassie. <laughs> huh. Um, and it's just, you know, it's decent fun. The problem with this movie is they put a lot of funny stuff in the trailer. So when right. you see it in the movie, it's not as funny.
0: That's so, kind of what I was worried
1: about. Yeah. So that that's that's what kind of hurt it for me. Because I'm like, man, this would have been a lot more you know, a lot funnier seeing it for the first time in the theater. But it's only an hour and 33 minutes. So I guess you don't have a lot to work with for the trailer. But the funniest moment is at the end that's probably the most, I mean, I didn't laugh that hard, but it's the hardest I laugh throughout the whole movie. But, um, basically it's just a movie about Reggie realizing that what he saw as, as love from Doug wasn't, and maybe he's better off as a stray. They started learning things about bug and, you know, start, they start learning and becoming bonding basically. Damn and, um, <laughs> yeah, more, more, <laughs> more family here. And, um, I mean, in that it's, it's cool. I mean, it's, it's more of a streaming movie than a theater movie. I'll just yeah. sort of say that. But, um, you know, if you want to catch it Wallace in theater, I, I mean, just know what you're getting into. If you've watched the trailer, you probably won't find it as funny. So if you haven't seen it, but you're interested just because, you know, it's in a first rated R movie with live action talking animals. <laughs> right. So, I mean, that, that's cool in itself. Cause <clears throat> I said, um, first live action we're talking animals to receive a R rating in the U S because usually it's G PG or PG 13. Mm-hmm. And this is Will is first time voice acting in a live action film. Um, his two previous films were curious George and Megamind, which of course are animated. Yeah. But this is his first time voice and voice acting in an R rated live action film as the two were G and PG. And um, I said real dogs are used for 95% of the movie. And they used CGI to move the mouth, which you know, was decent. Yeah, yeah. They even they even had them kind of show emotion a little bit, you know, a little better than Lion King. They didn't look mm-hmm. like just real animals. Um But I mean, overall I thought it was good. I just wish kinda wish I didn't watch the trailer because <laughs> I would have enjoyed it yeah trailer. Yeah. But yeah, that's about it. It's good, just gotta kinda let down by everything being in the trailer. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Okay cool.
0: Okay. All right. Uh this week we have Gran Turismo.
1: That movie's been having and, like sneak peeks out the wazoo the past couple weeks. Yeah, I know. That's
0: trying to get some buzz, I guess.
1: Yeah, I got to watch it 2 weeks ago, but I did. Right. Yeah. Nope, same. Yeah. Um so and will then this be, will this be 40X or just For
0: standard? me? Yeah. Uh, for me probably IMAX. If it's an IMAX, yeah. If it's an IMAX, I'll go see it in IMAX. Yeah. I don't know if I want to do 4DX.
1: Yeah, cause I, I thought about 4DX with Blue Beetle, but I was like, nah.
0: <laughs> I maybe do I, if I can't. If I can't do IMAX, I might do RPX though.
1: I think it's on that. I think they have that in like think ScreenX because I know a couple of the the yeah. preview screenings were ScreenX. But yeah. I don't know. My last ScreenX experience wasn't great. Yeah. Maybe if they have it at Upper Mills, because I think Hollywood just maybe just yeah. not right for that. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Gran Turismo. And then, as said earlier in the episode, Ahsoka drops tomorrow at 7 p.m., which I will not be watching it because I will be going to see Jackie Chan. <laughs> so, I'll probably be you watching, don't have any plan? Um, yeah.
1: No, I'll probably finally be watching um, Oppenheimer and IMAX.
0: There you go. So, and then, uh, so or uh, if you do live in the Nashville area, I would definitely recommend coming and joining me to go see Jackie Cation at Zandy's. Uh Doors open at six. Uh, tickets are thirty dollars, and show starts at seven. So, be a good time. So, with other than that, I think that's about it. We're wrapping it up. Uh, cool. We hope everybody enjoyed this episode and. More importantly, stay cool, stay hydrated, and we will talk to you all next week.
1: Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also
0: has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast
1: and on Instagram at Parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and
0: join in on the fun.